0: Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. The latest on shares, markets and investments. Now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Now also available on the UK Investor Magazine app, which is available to download on the Apple Store as well as Google Play. And today's podcast is going to take the format of a couple of snapshots from the roadshows that we have been doing around the country over the last couple of weeks. Um, We've been visiting in conjunction with our partners, Frederick and Oliver, uh, a number of different areas of the country to put on investment seminars, which we've traditionally just done in London. Uh, we've had a very good response to these seminars, and we have had some very interesting questions throughout. So um, this is not the uh, the end of the roadshow. There are a couple of more uh, seminars that we're going to be doing this week, in fact, in Edinburgh and Tunbridge, Wales. There are a few tickets left for these seminars, so if you would like to uh, come along, um, do have a look at the notes to this podcast, as well as visiting the UK Investor Magazine website where you'll be able to sign up. So we're going to start off with just looking at a very interesting section of one of the most recent ones we did in Birmingham. And that was um, Mark Kimsey of Frederick and Oliver um, discussing the pros and cons of a good company and what it means to be a good company and where should investors look to be getting in to companies that they consider to be one's they would like to have in their portfolio. He explores uh, potential timing elements to that. And and in particular, um, with a member of the audience discusses the uh, pros and cons of getting into Tesla at this point in time. So we're just going to pass you over now to a very brief um, snippet of that conversation there and some of the benefits that Mark sees in trading Tesla shares at this point in time.
1: I put here a bad buy buy price and a good buy price, and I've used that very simplistic language because everybody always says to me, Mark, what's a good stock, well, you know, what's a good stock to buy, what one should I buy, what's a good company? Well, uh, at the risk of saying something controversial, actually, they're all good companies. If you listed on the FTSE 100, Dow Jones, S&P 500, we're talking about the the biggest companies in the world, they're multi-billion or even trillion-dollar companies, so they have, by default, they're good companies. They're big companies, not necessarily good. Uh, well, well, I suppose if the scale is from big to, and you know, one man on a fruit bench stands. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they could be, they could be loss-making. Um, but by value, you know, you, you'd say they're they're the, they're the biggest, and it is a controversial comment, but I'd say for the most part, they're good companies. So, really, what we need to try and identify is good and bad prices for all of the companies, because to be honest. For the large part, I don't really mind too much which companies people trade. They could be very big and stable, they could be fledgling and, um, and, and volatile. Um, it doesn't mean you, you should or shouldn't trade them, but we do need to try and identify the, the best prices of which to trade them. How so, do you look at something like Tesla then? Never made a profit. No. Shares going through the roof. Yeah. That's purely sentiment yeah there's people thinking they'll be worth something someday. Um, yeah, but how do you justify that when they're making losses? I um, vulnerable. Yeah I mean look I, yeah, I have market to operate in. They, they are in a precarious position. They could be market leader or bust. I think is how they could could pan out. Um, the difficulty for Tesla is they've done things backwards in as much as they're almost a technology company that tried to make a car. And the big risk to them is production and getting the numbers up because they burn something like a billion dollars a quarter. That's how much money they're losing. So that's that's not a sustainable business model, by any means. But because they never had the production line in existence before, they are for the first time trying to build cars and they can't get them out quick enough. Their sales figures might be like 20,000 of this model in that month. Well, look at what BMW are doing, or Volkswagen are doing, and it's hundreds of thousands, millions a year. They can churn out cars all day long because that's, that's what they've done. They're a, they're a manufacturer. So the race is, can Tesla get their production up, which will see them profitable? Because Tesla do not make a profit on any single car. Whereas all of the combustion engine cars are profitable and they've got this super slick production line where they might say, well there's a a 100 stage production line but we need to remove stages 20 to 40 and replace them with batteries and electricity, remove that combustion and replace it. So the risk is, and we're seeing it already, all those big German automotive manufacturers now they are altering their production lines to slip in electric models, and the concern for Tesla is that these guys are going to start churning those cars out a hell of a lot quicker than they can, and so they'll just stick with the brands they know. Because no, you the market the that? Well, the market will always try and buy ahead, so we're trying to buy we're trying to buy the future value by buying now. So when Elon Musk comes out with his great new, you see that pickup truck, the Cybertruck. What a monstrosity that is. Anyway, he had, they had a, a grand unveiling the other day of their new truck. Um, and, and that's what's helped drive some of the price up recently is new cars, new products. I wonder if they sell a load of those, so they make a load of money. they company that's been the market leader in electric cars. Yeah. But all the established manufacturers are going to be attacking and going for that. So yeah. obviously, it must suffer. Yeah, And yet the share price doesn't really reflect that. No, but there's a chance that it will. Um, Where is our mate? Tesla, there it is. All of this madness has been on hopes and dreams. Mm. Will this company one day be like the Apple (coughs) of the car world? None of that's really on value, none of that's on profit and loss. And when I think you start to drill down to charts, and you start to apply some of the good practice in identifying entry levels, exit levels, and (coughs) levels at which you cap your risk, this all just becomes irrelevant. That that says Tesla, but it could say Mothercare, it could say Barclays, it could be a really profitable company, it could be a loss-making company. It gets to the point where actually somebody could just show me a share and I'll say, yeah, I fancy buying that if that gets to there. Or I fancy selling that if that gets to there. <laughs> what you're saying with your charts. Yeah. But when you look at what's within that chart, yeah. surely the logic says, don't go near them. Even though your chart is saying it's an opportunity. Well, with Tesla, I don't, <clears> I don't, I don't, I see an opportunity to short sell. I don't know where you can come on to that later on. But regardless of what company that is, if this chart goes like that, and then starts to come down, I would short sell it. Regardless of what that company is, profit, loss making, automotive, financial, it's all irrelevant. If someone just gave me that chart with no other information, I'd say oh, I'd, I'd have a punt of shorting it up there. Because I like what the chart's telling me. So, so you would be comfortable if we put up five different charts, not telling you what company they were, yeah. to make a prediction for what's going to happen <coughs> in the next two months? I would make a prediction, but I would trade
0: them at those levels. So, as you can see there, quite an interactive seminar session there from uh, Frederick and Oliver in Birmingham, touching on Tesla, highlighting the point that whilst a company may be doing very well within itself, um, it may not be a good time. And also, It could be that shares are rising quite rapidly in a company, but there are some underlying issues to consider. So very interesting points there. Um, Another one is focused around Aviva and some very interesting questions um, from a member of the audience that picked up that um, although Aviva has been doing relatively well within itself, given the backdrop of Brexit, there have been some changes to its structure, and that has had an impact on shares. So although there could be some positives, um, Mark does highlight that it's very important to keep an eye on the movement of the, uh, of the shares and does sort of point out that there are some key elements to look at if you're thinking of buying. So just going to pass you over to another brief clip um, discussing Aviva.
1: Here's an example. Uh, Aviva, it's not quite perfect, but £4.40 ish, don't buy it. Somewhere around £3.5, £3.60, do buy it. Um, and actually, it's down here now, it's under £4.00. So this has progressed since I snapped this you know, a few days ago, it's carrying on going down. So shows you the market as a market. Aviva's really sensitive to Brexit as well, so good and bad Brexit headlines, and that will be going up and down. But, it's just uncanny that you know, it sort of gets to the top, a little bit of bad you news, know, starts going down, gets to the bottom, a little bit of good, you know, it's
0: the, problem the problem there is, you know, a company like a big company like that, they yeah. have completely strange change their strategy as to what they do. They have done recently, yes, yeah, Mike. Five, five different, you know, clusters, if you like. Yeah. And, and it... Guys like me, or guys like here, we, we, we won't know that unless we we're wearing a midnight order and trying to read up on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you don't know, like now, you know, 360 is probably the level, but we don't know what this new concept is going to do to it.
1: No, and the market doesn't like it, because when that news came out, it fell, I think, 3 or 4% on the yes, day, yeah. and then it went another 3 or 4% the next day. So, you know, they, they did update the market, they're restructuring the business into five different divisions. They claim that that would increase shareholder value, but the market doesn't like its hurt
0: for whatever reason. So again, very interesting dialogue uh, at the latest UK Investor Magazine seminar there with members of the audience. Um, just as a reminder, this is not the end of the roadshow or investment seminars that we are doing around the country. There are two more this week. There is one in Edinburgh at Archerfield House this Thursday, the 28th of November, and there will be one on Saturday, the 30th of November. That will be in the morning um, at the Hotel Duvan in Royal Tunbridge, Wells. So as I said at the start, there are tickets available. If you would like to join, please do sign up on the website or check the notes of this podcast for tickets. Thank you very much.